Welcome to Bailey's Writing Tips podcast, short stories episode number 32, a series of four short stories every four weeks, usually being released on a Sunday. To date, these have been the flash fiction that have appeared on my blog as Flash Fiction Fridays, and I'll give my email address out later should you like to submit your own. Today's stories are Blackbird, 345 words by Jade Kennedy. The Letter, 450 words by Jane Risden. Why Me, 232 words by Angela Watt, and a 181 worder called Triumph by Joy V. Smith. I won't be critiquing them, but just simply reading them out, and I hope you enjoy this format. Blackbird by Jade Kennedy. It started softly, almost like a golden humming within a dream, that then became a small part of the dawn chorus, singing strongly his song of welcome. As the days brightened and the nights receded more and more towards the horizon, he started visiting my window sill, and just before the last star of night had faded away, he would sing just for me, joyously, but with a sharp tone, a strange notation that he'd come to tell me something. His beak was smoothed, polished to a, a vibrant yellow. His feathers were like a velvet black cloak he wore with pride and he knew me, and I knew him. As he woke me earlier each morning, during the week, when the sun walked the longest through the sky, a midsummer message from a spirited blackbird, I nicknamed him Solstice, and he wove a dance between the green-robed branches, just for the joy of being. The songs grew more desperate, his visits longer each morning, a swift, imploring look in his eyes a wishing to talk to me, tell me his real name, his story, something for my heart alone. In my lack of sleep, blackbirds flew from every shadow, walked across my fingers and across my thoughts. His song wasn't finished, so my eyes didn't close. On the morning of the longest day, rising like a blue translucent shell into the darkness, I went out into the garden, the dew collecting on my feet like gold dust. He was in the tree above me, drowned in green shadows, and it was then when I reached out to him that I fell asleep, enveloped by the grass in its midsummer growth. I felt my arms stretching, moving out of place, my bones softening, losing their shape. My back burned and pulsed, the first tips of feathers broke my skin. A downy black veil washed over me like rain, and I knew the morning songs, and all the songs I must now sing. It was then that Solstice and I could speak. The Letter by Jane Risden Haunted by the neat slope writing on the blue basalt and bond paper which lay accusingly on her writing desk, the old woman sat locked inside her thoughts. She couldn't bear to pick the letter up to read it again, but there was no need, really. The contents were not unexpected, after all. She'd been waiting nearly forty years for something like this to happen, and now it had. Every knock at the door, every strange hand's address on an envelope, had filled her with such fear, the like of which she could never share. She had never told. The only reason she had an answering machine on her phone was so that she could screen her calls, just in case. 
Now, there on the desk, along with all her bills and other correspondence, the letter laid, the words terrorising her silently across the darkening room. She didn't ask herself how or why. She knew the answers, and had known this moment would come eventually, either in the form of a visit, a phone call, or a letter. Forty birthdays had come and gone, and with each passing one, she had agitated in case this time it would be the one, the day when she would have to face her past. Long ago, she had put away the photo, the little sepia image now faded with age and fingering. There was nothing she could have done even if she wanted to, and she wasn't even sure any longer if she had ever wanted to do anything. At first, it was not a matter of choice, but necessity. But there had come a time, many years later, when she supposed she could have, possibly should have, tried. Soon it would be over. Of course she could ignore the letter, but that might force a visit, in person, without warning. She could pretend it had never arrived and feign ignorance if anyone queried its receipt. Her stricken mind tried to battle with her emotions. Part of her needed this to happen, craved it and dreaded it, fought against it and longed for it. Her tired, faded eyes moved across the room to stare at the blue ghost beckoning her. A date and a time had been suggested, and if she didn't respond, the writer would understand. After all, it must be an awful shock after so many years, but hoped that she would consent to a meeting, without strings, of course. Without strings, the old woman mused. There were always strings, and there would always be strings. She sighed heavily, tears brimming as she stood, and made her way over to the letter. She picked it up, reached for the telephone, and dialed. Why Me? by Angela Watt She peered out the window, and saw it was yet another blue sky and sunshine day. She sighed and wondered just how long this spell of fine weather would continue. She yearned for greyness, the sort of heavy, oppressive grey that you could wrap around you. In the kitchen, the oven clock alerted her to the fact that she had achieved a new all-time low. It was mid-afternoon. Morning had vanished as she had succumbed once more to comfort, silence, and most importantly the safety of her bed. Unwashed and bored, she opened the fridge, her eyes searching and reinforcing what she already knew. No food. No one had miraculously filled the fridge overnight, and even if they had, did she really have the appetite? The blank white shelves stared back and fuelled her sense of guilt and unease. At least there was a thin layer of milk in the carton, just enough to make a cup of tea. She filled the kettle and pushed open the window to release the still and somewhat stagnant air around her. A few words of a Beatles song bounced across from Mrs Jackson's open apartment window. It must be a Thursday, the scheduled singing lesson. Maria pulled the window shut again. As she poured water onto a tea bag, she wondered how long she would feel this bad. Why couldn't it just be easy? Triumph by Joy V. Smith Almost home. He could see it in the distance. It gave him hope as he staggered on. The rest of his troop lay miles behind him, 
only he'd escaped. They let him go for some reason. He whimpered and kept his gaze fixed straight ahead, home, where he'd be safe. The war. He could hardly remember why he'd led his men out to the glory of battle. He barely remembered the scene when he'd left the castle, his mother fastening her scarf to his left sleeve, and Helene tying her scarf to his right gauntlet. The scarves had been colourful, he could see that in his mind, but those colours paled in comparison to the bright scales of dragons they fought. He whimpered again. Home now, the courtyard. He fell full length, and his head rested on the cobblestones. The length of his neck made it easy for the old castle guard to limp forward and hack off his head. His body shimmered then and resumed its human form. The women staring out from the safety of the battlement screamed. And now a little about the authors. Jade Kennedy is a writer of poetry, prose and microfiction, and lives in East Yorkshire, England. She has had her poetry in Poet and Geek, Rain Dogs, Eclectic Eel, Issues 1, 2 and 3, Ether Books, Brevity Poetry Review, and included in the poetry anthology The Universe Inside. She writes a blog, Poetry Musings, at jadekennedypoet.blogspot.co.uk. Jane Risden began writing seriously three years ago, after a life spent in the international music industry, where she managed recording artists, record producers and songwriters from all over the world. Putting her own wishes to write on hold throughout her music career had unseen benefits, in that she garnered a wealth of material for her stories. She now has time to write crime and mysteries and has three novels on the go at the moment. Another is a co-written novel with an award-winning author and which she hopes will be published in 2014. Jane has also had short stories published in various anthologies in aid of charity and has another anthology due out in 2014, including authors from across the globe. She also writes flash fiction and her short stories and flash fiction stories have been published and podcasted on the internet frequently. These stories are often, but not always, crime related and she often writes humorous short stories based on her observations of characters she has met or knew in the past, heavily disguised of course. Married to a musician and being involved in the music industry for many years, travelling and living in many countries, including Southeast Asia, China, the USA, Europe, Jane draws on all her experiences for her writing. You can find out more about Jane and her writing from Facebook, her author blog on WordPress, which is janerisden.wordpress.com, various publications and podcasts, which listed, and I'll put all these links on this episode's page of my blog and from I Am Woman Anthology Volume 1, available from amazon.co.uk and amazon.com. And again, I'll put the links on this blog. At 48, Angela comes late, her words, to the joys of creative writing, but has always been an avid reader. She's self-employed with a background in corporate HR and coaching and more recently copywriting work. At some point, she'd like to give it all up and earn a vast sum of money writing best-selling novels, although this may be a little way away as her first novel is still in production. She lives in Nantwich, Cheshire with her husband, a very demanding cat and a sulky chicken called Suki. 
She set up and contributes to a writing group at her local library, which is just about to celebrate its first anniversary. If you'd like to read more of her work, you can find her under the alibi Girl Scatty on burst.com and that's B-U-R-R-S-T dot com and also through the links Second Step Coaching, mybeautifulvoyage.blogspot.com, sharing.coachingandcakes.co.uk and littlewritespace.blogspot.com and again I'll put all the links on this episode of the blog. If you'd like to connect with her you can find her on Twitter at Second Step Coach or you can email her at Angela at Second Step Coaching co.uk. Joy was born on a farm in Wisconsin, USA, and still loves barns and the smell of silage and acquired taste, she says. She lived in Boston after graduating from college and is now back in Florida, not retired, where she spent some of her childhood. After selling wildlife habitat in the country, she brought a, a foreclosure earlier this year and had to replace the kitchen amongst any other things. They'd even taken the kitchen sink. Thanks to NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, which takes place each November, I'll be doing my sixth next month, Joy has now written three novels. She also has three blogs, pagadan.wordpress.com, and that's p-a-g-a-d-a-n.wordpress.com, pagadan.livejournal.com, and pagadan, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, .blogspot.com. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to bringing you the next episode of Short Stories in four weeks time. All the links mentioned in these shows are listed on the podcast Short Stories page of my blog, which is morganbailey.wordpress.com. And the spelling of my name is m-o-r-g-e-n bailey.wordpress.com. And my email address is morgan at morganbailey.com. The podcast is available via iTunes, Google Speedburner, Podbean, when it catches up, Podcasters, which takes even longer, and Podcast Alley, which doesn't list the episodes, but will let you subscribe.